If you are digging back through the Photo Business Help Catalog, which you must be if you're hearing this message right now, keep in mind that technology changes and our offerings change. So any links that you might hear me mention during this episode you're about to hear may not work anymore. Make sure you head to photobizhelp.com forward slash links for all of our current links and offers. That's photobizhelp.com forward slash links and ignore the things that you hear in this episode today because they might be outdated. Everything you need is at photobizhelp.com forward slash links. You're listening to the Photo Business Help Podcast. My name is Natalie Jennings. This is part two with Jasmine of Let's Frolic Together. We are doing a three-part series, mini-series on beginning wedding photography. So the last episode was actually broken up or the last part was actually broken up into two parts because we ended up just really getting into some good stuff regarding gear, cards, lighting, and all that stuff. So parts one and two are already published if you missed those. This is section two, I guess. Today we're going to talk about preparation for weddings and what you can do as a new photographer if you're just getting into weddings and you're starting to shoot lead, what you can do to be prepared and other ways that you can help prepare your clients as well so that the day runs smoothly. Jasmine, if you want to just say a quick word about your business and what you do and where people can find you and then we'll dive into preparation. Absolutely. Thank you again for having me back. I am so excited to be chatting with you and um, connecting with your audience because when I first started out back in the day, I'm not going to even say how long, it was um, a bit of a rough time to get information and resources about how to run a photography business. And so it's been really rewarding to hear your episodes and see how much great information you're sharing with people about getting started. Oh, thanks very much. And I remember those early Flickr forum days and (laughs) the old days. (laughs) Yeah. Any sort of new information was gold. And um, it really set, I think, the industry up for a lot of the trends we see today, which is really, really interesting. There was a small group of people that we were connected with that I think were kind of pioneers, which is really cool. And it feels really exciting to see how much new talent and new energy is out there and how things are shifting in new ways that are so different from when we initially started out. So I'm glad to be a part of adding some hopefully helpful information to help people out. Awesome. And Let's Frolic Together is letsfrolictogether.com and at Let's Frolic Together on Instagram and Facebook. You got it. Cool. All right, let's dig into preparation. So part one of prep is sort of how you can prepare as a photographer before you head out. And there's a couple different, there's actual heading out the day of and there's actual things you can do leading up to the wedding. What sorts of things for you, Jasmine, are like must do's in terms of preparation for yourself? I like how you broke that up, preparing for the actual day versus general preparation for the big picture. I would say for me, one of my essentials is that I use a CRM, which is a customer relationship management is like what that means. What it actually means is it's just a business management tool to keep track of basically everything. It's one of those things where it might not be useful right when you're kicking off your wedding business. But as you start the juggle, when you have your spreadsheets and your notes in your emails, you have some paper notes in a journal. And when you're trying to keep track of everything and it starts to feel like a confusing juggle, there's a point where it makes sense to like upgrade to a CRM. It's basically just an online system that helps you manage your business, all aspects of your business. The one I use is called Pixify. 
but there are quite a few out there. Yeah, I started at HoneyBook last year, so and people listening to the show hear HoneyBook all the time. Yeah, for sure. And I think there are quite a few out there that make sense for different people for different reasons in terms of what they offer. And so it's a, when you're ready to start improving your organization, when you essentially when you start feeling disorganized as a photographer, the minute you forget that you had a client meeting or the minute that you can't find the contact info for somebody or when you can't remember where you put the information on that family's information or what have you, a CRM becomes a really great one-stop shop where you can just have everything. It's just like essentially a big database of a lot of information. That's right. And you and I are are very organized, planner-oriented kind of folks. And so I was able personally to go most of my career, like eight years plus without a CRM, but I am meticulous. You are an impressive sort. <laughs> you are a rare breed. And I think it's important to tell your listeners that not everybody can do eight years handling and managing on spreadsheets alone. I know. And it's crazy. Like my email label system is insane. And so I'm saying that because if you know right away that you're listening to this and you're like, I am not organized. Like if you know that that is one of your things, this is something you're going to want to look into a lot sooner than maybe if you're someone that feels pretty in control and you're not that busy and you don't really feel like you need, like you don't have a ton of work coming in. But if you're already kind of on the like, whoa, it's hard for me to keep track of stuff. I completely agree with you there. So let's let's move on to another thing that you use. Oh, wait, so once- before we move on, oh, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, just wanted to point out that if you have certain things down, some people are like, oh, don't worry. Like I do all my invoicing through QuickBooks. So I, I'm organized, so I don't need that stuff. It's important to keep in mind that a CRM can do a lot. It's They're broad, so you can do your contracts. You can do your workflows and checklists. You can track staff you can get your payments. There's so many things it can do so that you might be organized in one area, but you might find that there's an area that you're not on top of. And so it's still worth considering upgrading if you feel like it could be easier to bring all all of your disparate elements into one place. That's That's huge too. I'm just going to jump in here really quick and remind all of you who are regular listeners of the show, I think you know what I'm going to say, but if you are still thinking about a CRM and since We're talking about CRMs today. I have a code for you to try HoneyBook 50% off for one full year. If you go to Jennings.photo forward slash HoneyBook, you can try it out. You can see what this CRM thing is all about. If you've been on the fence, it's one year half off and you can stop if you don't like it. But head to Jennings.photo forward slash HoneyBook and get started on better organization for your photo business. Jennings.photo forward slash HoneyBook for 50% off your first year. Back to the show. All right, let's dig into some things that are past the sort of booking, contract signing, payment phase. What do you do to prepare for a wedding after a client's already booked? So I think this would be a good time to shift to a little analog item that I do. It's possibly a little less tech savvy. I'm going to seem less tech savvy by doing talking about this, but I tell you what, with all of my technology and my apps and my systems, I still use a physical checklist for my gear when I'm prepping for every wedding. I have a literal printed checklist with all of my gear on it and not just gear, but the helpful, useful tools of making sure wedding goes smoothly. It's all on my checklist. And this is how I ensure that I do not ever forget anything. And if you're 
imagining that this list emerged from forgetting something, you would be right. I once shot a wedding with without my camera strap. And I might add, I shoot double camera as we talked about in a previous wedding, which means I was holding a camera in each hand all day. That was the day oh I decided I needed a physical checklist that I can, as I'm packing up for my wedding the night before, because I always do it the night before to stay stress-free, I hold my physical checklist and I am checking each item off as I put it in the bag and as I clean it and as I prep it. Even though I have apps that work for checklists and so on, for me, the physical checklist is the most secure way that I know I have everything I need. I'm not missing anything. Awesome. Do you want to share a couple things that are on that list? Sure. Yeah. I mean, in general, anything that you take for granted as you wouldn't forget, that's the thing that you probably will eventually forget. So I have quite a few items on my list. As a side note, that's also how my contracts have evolved. Some examples of what I include on my list. I have all my gear on there as a given, of course, all my specific cameras and lenses and um, flashes and stands. But I also have things like spare batteries, lens cloths, rain gear, timeline, my worksheet printouts. Because while I have them on my phone, I also have printed backups because I told you in the previous episode, I'm a doomsday prepper on a wedding. So I like backups of everything. So I have um, an a, on my checklist, a spare outfit change. I have my spare shoes listed. I have fashion tape. I have I have everything that I want to make sure that I have in my bag that I haven't accidentally left out for one reason or another. It's on that list and it helps ensure that I am armed and dangerous and that when I need to grab something out of my bag, it's there. I haven't left it behind. That's perfect. I find um, it helps alleviate the stress of planning for a wedding when you're not like, Oh, did I pack this? Oh, what am I missing? My checklist kept, helps keep me focused. That's awesome. Let's dive into like how we prepare our clients. What is your process for sort of leading up to the wedding day? I prepare my clients. Well, my clients' stress on the wedding day is a, a an absolute concern for me. I do not want my clients to feel stressed. I want to alleviate all of their stress so that they can 100% stay immersed in the experience of their day. As a result, about two months before every wedding is my um, worksheet reach out point where I get in touch with them and I provide them with their wedding worksheets, their photography worksheets, and ensure that they are giving me all the information I need so that I don't have to bug them at all with any questions or any uncertain things on the wedding day. The worksheet allows them to be free of having to worry about anything on the wedding day and lets me be sort of in charge of everything um, that's photo related. So when I send that worksheet, it includes things that are straightforward, such as addresses and contact info and so on. But it also includes some impactful details. If there's any special family situations I should be worried about or sensitive to, Do they have any special decor or projects? Do they have any unusual events that I should prepare for? Who are their vendors? And then, of course, the most important of all is a family groupings list so that I know exactly what they want me to shoot, who they want me to shoot, and that I can give them feedback on how much time that will take. And so the reason why I get in touch with them two months in advance 
is because A, it gives us enough time with the lead up to the wedding to make some changes or massage things if we need to. But at the two month mark, most decisions are pretty solid. Things are pretty final. So they're not like, I don't know yet. I'll have to get back to you. So two months is when I reach out. I try to ensure that they have it completed by one month at the latest. And then often I'll hop on the phone with them at that point to review anything that was confusing to me or anything I have feedback about. A lot of the time it's timeline related when they're like, we want to do these 10 things and we want to do it in these five minutes. It's not realistic. And so it's the worksheets, just a resource for making sure we're entirely on the same page and that the clients also know that we have their back. We are taking care of them. We have thought of everything and it gives, it alleviates any stress or anxiety they may have regarding this as well. No, I love that. And I like that you do a worksheet. You and I do similar things. I'm usually in touch four to six weeks before the wedding day, but I work off of a Google doc and I have standard questions, same things, phone numbers, like balance. When the ceremony's starting, is grandma going to do a dance during the, you know, like special things like that kind of stuff. But it also really helps to contact your clients before the wedding so that you can work photography into the timeline. You love seeing the shot list. I personally encourage people to do it as well, but I always tell them to hand it off to someone that knows everyone that day. So that's kind of where we work differently. Yeah, we work differently, but there's a similar tone Mm -hmm. in that I like, I don't, I don't want a shot list of anything other than the family groups. Clients who are like, (laughs) I want a a photo of the kiss and I want a photo of the kids and I want a photo of the, the only shot list that I work off of is the family groupings. And the reason I like to have it in advance is so that I can tell them exactly how long it'll take to accomplish that. And that I can advise them when I see it to say, this is really redundant. We don't need to do this. This we could push out till later on. And so that I can keep it streamlined and efficient. But I do in that list, I do have them name somebody who is not a member of the immediate family who can help be my um, people wrangler on the day so that I can hand it to another person and have them help me because we don't know who these people are. That's right. So having a sidekick who's actually a member of the wedding party or involved in the wedding to source those people can really make a difference in helping us. I also obviously recruit my second shooters to help wrangle as needed, but I agree with you that having a resource is really valuable. I just don't trust people to be good at it. So it's a combination where I'm involved in the process and I help refine the list in advance to try to ensure that it's only going to take us 10 minutes to do those family groupings, maybe 15 max. It's very rare that it takes me longer than 20 minutes. Like a long family list I can still do in 20 minutes because nobody wants to nobody wants to just wait and smile fake and suffer. It's not an enjoyable part of the day for many clients and their guests. So minimizing that makes it efficient and convenient for everybody. I totally agree. And I think to wrap up this sort of preparation phase, like the the general idea is that you have a sense of what's going to happen before you arrive as the photographer and that your clients have a sense of what's going to happen and how their day is going to shake out with the photos, all the great photos that they want. So for me, you know, and I'm sure your worksheet is digitized. So just being able to pull this up and look at it the day of, because a lot of times you're chatting with these people like eight months ago and then two months before the wedding. And so when you're busy, remembering everybody's details is almost impossible. And I love just pulling up my phone, being able to look at the stuff that I've outlined with the clients, being able to see exactly where we're at. And just, you know, I think the bottom line in all of this, and I 
I don't know if you'll agree with me, but is just over communication with everyone. A hundred percent. I honestly feel that in the rare scenario where you have an unhappy client or a miscommunication of some sort, having this like quote unquote paper trail of information where you you've talked about everything thoroughly, you you've been very clear is really valuable. While it's really rare, sometimes clients do get frustrated or unhappy, and it's really valuable to be able to go back and say, yeah, we talked about all of that. We organized all of that. I told you exactly how long that would take. And it, it can help ensure you feel like there's no confusion. There's no miscommunications. Everything was upfront, clear, and really well discussed. And the clients just felt like their expectations were really well set. Yep. There you go. Meeting expectations. I totally agree. I also think as a sideline, it helps with um, your communication with your second shooter as well. So that even though they weren't part of the discussions with your client, they can get up to date on what all that information is so that all parties involved are really clear and on top of everything. Totally, totally. Yeah, just just taking charge really of the photography portion of the day and and meeting people's expectations and being clear, you're going to have a much easier time every time you shoot. So thank you for that, Jasmine. And we're going to wrap up today's session. We have one more session where we're going to talk about sort of like lifesavers, anything you can't live without in wedding processes, advice for those of you that are just starting out. It's going to be kind of a catch-all topic for part three of this beginning wedding photography series that we're doing. Thank you again, Jasmine. Where can people find you? Let'sFrolicTogether.com or at Let'sFrolicTogether on Instagram and Facebook. Awesome. Well, we'll be back soon with section number three. I keep calling them parts and sections and episodes, but section number three of our three-part series. We'll be back soon. All right. Thanks, Jasmine.